Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Yes, and we are back with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. As always, I'm here with my brother and my co-host, Jake Bushnow. Good day. And today we have someone here, very special guest from my brother's world. So I'm going to let Jake introduce him today. All right. Yes, we do. We have a special guest today from the world of barbering. I am a barber. I haven't really talked about it on the show much, but that's what I do. I cut hair. And um, we, I brought in a guy who is extremely good at cutting hair. He's kind of coming up in the barber industry. He's got a, a brand new shop. Well, what are you guys, about a year old? Uh, two and a half. Oh, geez. Two yeah, and yeah. a half years old. Um, <laughs> barbershop in Riverside, California called Electric Barbershop. Today we have on the show Mr. Ron Talley. What up? What up? Thank Hello. you guys for having me. Thanks I for coming it. down. Rode Can't... his awesome bike down from Riverside <laughs> to do this with us. Yeah, uh, it's the first time our guest showed up and the camera guy's out there just taking pictures of his bike while the guest is inside. <laughs> we'll off. throw up a picture of that bike so you can see it. Oh, it's already up there. It's, it's up there. It's trending. <laughs> ah, ah. Trending online. You got to go to Electric Barbershop in Riverside to see it in person. Mm-hmm. It's usually in the shop or right in front of the window. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. You <laughs> wheel it right into the shop. Yeah, for sure. There's like that's awesome. You can see the double doors. They open up and I'll just ride right in. It's nice. Yeah. And so that's your shop. We we got a picture uh, for those who are listening that we put up. You can go view it on our YouTube page, of course. All the episodes are on YouTube as well. Um, And that's you. And and so you're a co-owner of Electric Barbershop, right? Is that your partner? Yep. That's Roman Ubanez. I've known him for over 20 years. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. Nice. Yeah. Did you guys cut hair together before you opened Electric Barbershop? Yeah. When... um, when I was working in Pomona at Stagold Barbershop, he was a shop hand. And then shortly after that, I moved out to Orange County and started working in Santa Ana at El Catrin and got him a job there. So he was he was barbering there for a little while. And then I got a wild hair up my ass. I went to Tennessee, came back. And then once we were, I was in Whittier for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And then stumbled across the barbershop and it just kind of went from there, man. So. Yeah, that's right. He said he mentioned <clears throat> that he was in Whittier. So I work at a barbershop in Long Beach called American Vintage Barbershop. Shout out American Vintage. And Ron worked at our Whittier location for a while. And I, I never met him when he worked there because I actually was working at a salon, too. I was kind of in and out of my barbershop. By the time I came back full time at American Vintage, you had opened Electric. Mm-hmm. And I met Ron just randomly at like a barber party. There was a book coming out called Barbershops Across America, I think volume two. And I went to the party so I could buy the book. And I met Ron and talked to him for a little bit. And isn't it weird? Um, barbering culture is just like back. For sure. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The fact that there's there's a book, you know, yeah. Ro- shout out to Rob Hammer. He's super talented. That guy, I mean, he's a photographer, but he knows more barbers than most barbers. It's, it's kind of insane. But yeah, yeah like it's, it's just kind of blown up. There's all sorts of new products, new tools, new everything. There's... 
there's backpacks and shit. You know, you can put your tools in. There's like they're coming out with everything, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is, it is pretty. I mean. <laughs> I haven't been to a barber in fucking 20 years. That is a see that. guy. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, is, it is crazy. You know, my brother's into it. A lot of my, you know, f- like good close friends, they've got like their spot they go to and their guy or mm-hmm. their girl. And, you know, you go and they, you know, you get a beer and you hang out or whatever. And it's, it is pretty cool to just see like uh, it's coming back around. You know, it's like a, everything kind of comes back around full circle eventually. I feel like barbers now. That's Absolutely. The thing. Figure eight and yep. everything. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. I was always told with barbering this, like the story that I got was that, you know, obviously everybody went to barbershops in early America, you know, or Mm -hmm. I don't know where barbershops originated. I don't, is that an American thing? I don't. I mean, barbering's been around. F- I mean, since the beginning forever, of time, dude. Right? Like, yeah, Take the, a rock and cut someone's hair out. Well, even the cave. <laughs> well, even in uh, even in our books and stuff that yeah. we have in barber school, they talk about ancient Egypt and everything. Like, it's it's been a trade that's been around forever. We're just touching men for money, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, like, <laughs> like prostitution, it is the oldest profession. You know what I'm saying? E- yeah. Equally as honorable. You know, but um, I very important trades. I, what I heard was that, you know, all men went to barbers in like the early, you know, whatever, 1915. And you don't see pictures of men in salons back then. It was all barbershop, barbershop, barbershop. And then I was mm-hmm. always told that when the Beatles came over with the long shaggy hair and the bangs, that's when men started wanting that type of hair, like yeah. different styles of long hair. And they started going away from barbershops to salons and the barbershop kind of died out. You know, when I was a kid, a barber was just the old man on the corner charging eight bucks maybe or. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. it's like a, it's almost like tattoo culture or coffee shop culture. It is not going anywhere now. I yeah, think it's, it's a staple. It's pretty crazy. There's been you know a few things that have kind of slowed it down, like the the safety razor when the safety razor came out. Then all of a sudden, no one you didn't have to use a straight razor anymore. So guys were mostly going to the shop. Like yeah, haircuts and stuff for sure, but shaves. Have to get shaved up. That's true. Yeah, dude. Well, because if you ever tried to shave with the straight razor, it sucks. It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Like everything's in the way. The handle, your hand, you got to stretch your skin, all that stuff. So when the safety razor came out, it's like all of a sudden you don't have to go to the barbershop every day. You can just shave at home. You know, you're straight. And then, yeah, the whole Beatles and stuff, fashion, music, everything, everything comes into play. So a lot of these old jaded barbers and stuff, they, they either went back to school we got like Fidel Sassoon and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. getting trained to do beautiful long hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> like daddy. You know what I'm saying? Thank or tried to hang in there and kept doing flat tops and pompadours and whatever, you know, flat top boogies, all that stuff, crew cuts and everything, right? <laughs> Try to hang in there and survive as as well as they possibly could. And that's, that's that's true. Yeah, man. It's just yeah. The Beatles kind of fuck shit up for the barbers. You, know? <laughs> you they were amazing for us musically, but they really fucked up the barber industry. You but know? you know what? It it I'm, it's obviously it's a good thing because it went away and it, and barbering had to reinvent itself. Absolutely. And and people had to long for that sort of thing again. Like guys wanted a spot to go and just be dudes again. And barbershops aren't even at all exclusively for guys anymore. I mean, I, we cut up so many women at our barbershop mm-hmm. and, and, and I love that, you know, even girls with long hair, they'll lift up the ponytail and like yep. shave that bottom part and get mm-hmm. a Lotus design, whatever. I can't do that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Can you do designs? Cool. I'm not I a design guy. I don't really do designs, no. man. Like I haven't, I never had enough practice doing it. Um, the most I'll do is like a little line or a couple little lines or something yeah. like that. But 
as far as like intricate designs, like, no, nah, man, you're not coming to your boy for a portrait on the back of the head <laughs> no, or anything. You're going to stick it's, the joint in the Bob Marley face you cut out. It's Have you insane. seen that video? No, dude, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. There's some guys that like, I the other day I was talking to a client about it and I showed him the fucking Last Supper on the back of someone's head. Jeez. Yeah. What do you charge, I wonder, for something? Crazy. A lot. Yeah, like a hundreds. Because yeah. that's like a day, a whole day. For sure. And then what? It's gone in a few days? Yeah. You're back to square one. It's gone. By, and that's <laughs> Think like, of that. Yeah, it's just going to grow and mm-hmm. then you can't see it. Yeah. That's one of those things like I'm shooting a music video tonight. Yeah, I'm flexing on everybody. Tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah tonight's yeah. my birthday. Tonight I shall have I'm Obama going to the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the, to the club. <laughs> I'm going to the club. I got to get my hair cut. <laughs> yes. John Wayne on the side of my dome. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think the cool thing uh, about, you know, the, the whole barbershop life now, too, you know, was watching my brother and everything is you kind of got to, like, make a reputation for yourself. You got you go, you to go out and advertise and, like, get clients. And then you have to, you know, be putting out quality work and keep them and word of mouth and all that. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Cause it's, it's kind of like up to you, you know, for sure. Like how, how hard do you want to go after it? How, how, how much like pride do you take in, in cutting hair? You know? Yeah. How much money do you want to make? Yep. How many clients do you want? Yeah. It's all longevity, bro. I'm yep. like, yeah, you, you have to put out quality work and just talk to your clients too. I've, I've met plenty of guys that just just sit there and zone out. I've seen videos of guys putting headphones on, you know, and it's like, it's fucking insane. That's why there's yeah, no yeah. TVs in in in, uh, in electric. Because, like, we're trying to, uh, I guess, you're looking at screens and stuff enough throughout the day, right? You can take, like, 45 minutes to chill out and have a conversation with me and everybody else. Yeah. But because of that, I think that's what makes it kind of different for us. People are always talking about the vibe and everything coming in because there's there's all walks of life. You never know who's going to come through the door and that can affect you in the long run. You know what I mean? Like you you can make a friend out of of one of these guys or it could help you out. Like we, we cut up this attorney. He's helped me with a lot of paperwork going through my divorce. That comes through clutch. Yeah, <laughs> you know no, what I mean. I mean? You like, never know. You would have been online just searching for yeah. an attorney, if spending you all know. sorts of money and yeah. stuff. But we yeah. talk about that all the time on here. Just like he's got to be cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Cool. If you, and like I think that's part of the experience for people that are going into you know a cool barbershop like yours. They want to go have a like conversation. Absolutely. You know, maybe have a beer or something while you're getting your hair cut. And like that's the whole point of it. You know, kind of get get out of your daily routine for a sec and just chill and. Have a nice conversation. Yeah, you forget cut. you forget everything for that forty five yeah. minutes. There's some guys that literally come in and they're like, "Dude, this is my break. Like, this is my break from everything." I gotta, I gotta go into a barbershop. You gotta do it. Get, you get figure, your beard get lined your beard. up or something, dude. Get a lineup. Yeah. Okay. That is true. It's I got so yeah. many people that come into our barbershop that you know. Sometimes we talk so much shit mm-hmm. in, in our barbershop. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Every barbershop does, you know. And a lot of customers come in and just laugh. They're like, yeah. "I come here just to hear people talking about whatever they want. No one's stressed. There's no rules." Mm-hmm. And um. And uh, a lot of times I'll notice, too, is people don't even pull out their cell phones. No. They're just sitting there getting the haircut. Cell phone not doesn't come out for 45 minutes. That's almost impossible these days. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Unless they want to post up something that's funny that's going down. You yeah. know, if someone takes their pants off or some shit, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you like, got to film that. Then, yeah, you got to film that's that, right? That's law. That's barbershop law. At or this snacky, point. snacky doing something stupid or Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. Snacky's one of the barbers <laughs> at, at my shop. Snacky's featured on my story quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's must be nice with the with the palm tree. If, mm-hmm. if for anyone that follows us on Instagram, you can't miss him. For yeah, sure. it seems like you guys have a, a good time there. Dude, I, I tell the guys all the time, like you know, I even said this this past week at my shop. Um, 
somehow it came up. And I was like, this is my favorite job I've ever had. And everyone's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I've, I mean, I've never had a tough job. Like I've worked at surf shops and I've done actually one of the greatest jobs was a tour managing with you guys. Very similar to the barbershop yeah. talking shit on the bus. But, and they're like, this is your favorite job ever. And I go, yeah, dude, I I'm like, I came, all I do is come to work and talk shit all day, laugh all day long, you know, mm -hmm. and you get to feel like a, a nice little sense of accomplishment after every single haircut. When you, when you finish a haircut and you show someone the end result and they're like, yeah, it looks great. And you comb it up nice. That's a great feeling. You just accomplish something and you get to feel that like however many times a day of how many haircuts you do. For sure. I fucking love that feeling of turning them around and you're like, all right, thank you. Boom. Next. Mm -hmm. Let's feel good again. You know? Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. And it seems like, you know, cause you enjoy it cause you take pride in it. Big time. And that being said, today's oh. topic. <laughs> Segway go captain. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> That's my surf sound. Mm -hmm. uh, today's topic is pride. Because I think, you know, as we were just talking about, uh, you know, in, in the line of work as, say, a barber, you know, you got to really take pride in what you're doing and you got to go out there and, and try and grow. Uh, you got to, you know be putting out quality haircuts and taking pride in what you're doing so that, you know, the word, your word of mouth spreads. And that's kind of how you guys build your reputation. So, you know, and it seems like you've become pretty successful barber. Not too long. You say nine years. Yeah. Yeah. It will be nine years this year in October. I mean, that that's a long time, but I mean, it seems like, you know, you've been plugging away at it pretty hard and just, you know, putting a lot into it, opening up your own shop, making a lot of relationships. And that's, you know, all just taking pride in what you do, you know? So I would imagine that you probably take a lot of pride in each haircut. Absolutely, man. Um, well, it's a walking billboard. That's, that's, that's your rep. That's totally. your reputation when they walk out the door. I don't want to, I don't want to do something terrible. I don't want to put out a massacre and then they're mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I got cut up by this guy. Don't go there. Yeah, that's, you know? that's true. So when someone walks out of your yeah. barbershop every, and everyone who looks at that person, they're going, all right, there's the haircut that mm -hmm. comes out of that shop. And, and yeah. we're, we'll put some haircuts up right now. Some of the ones from your shop, I took a few off the Instagram. You could tell just ridiculously clean. I mean, obviously you take Thanks, a man. lot of pride, everything, you know, that looks great. And that's one thing Thanks, about bro. Ron that everyone knows. That's why I asked you to come in. You know, it's just like your work's exceptional. Your barbershop looks great. Like, you know, you're just... You're, just, you're someone to look up to in the barber industry and you take pride in your work. And, you know, we're all about people that love what they do coming on this show. That's why Thanks, I asked man. you to come in. I appreciate it. No, yeah. the opportunity is really, really cool. And like I said before, I never thought I'd be doing this. There's a lot of things I never thought I'd be doing just from cutting hair. It's pretty insane. Like where we've come from, you know, my grandmother was a barber in the 60s. Like, oh, well, that's cool. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's nothing like this that was going on, but she was just very important person, you know, hooking up people like she specialized in um, toupees. So like people would come from out of state and stuff to come see her. She would, you know, measure everything out, custom fit it to you. I mean, if, That's you, cool. if you can take away someone from being bald, man, you, you make some money doing oh, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She's a very important lady and yeah, she made it happen for quite some time. What led you to become a barber? It was, um, Yes, it's not like a super fancy story or anything like that, but I I'd I'd been working since I was like 14 years old. I've done all sorts of all sorts of stuff. Like my first job was uh building cabinets like for schools and hospitals and stuff like oh, that, nice. getting paid underneath the table, you know. This crazy German guy. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Frank. <laughs> Shout out Frank. Yeah, he yeah, pronounced German guy. He pronounced my name and Juan's name the same. So he'd be like, "Juan, no, not you, Juan." <laughs> but yeah. 
did that. I've uh, retail, uh, fabricate custom motorcycles, um, all sorts of stuff, man. I mean, Bass Pro Shops. I worked at the fishing and fly fishing department. I did that. I've done all sorts of stuff. But coming up to barbering, I was uh, sheet metal, just doing AC duct, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I got laid off. Didn't know what to do. I was already starting to get kind of heavily tattooed, so I knew my options were a little limited. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to a barbershop once a week to go see Dylan Johnson. You know Dylan? hmm Okay, so I was going to see him once a week, and sometimes not even getting a haircut, just hanging out, you know, because he worked at a shop that they had beer. During the summer, there was car shows on the street, like a street fair. Oh, that's cool. Um, There was a – what else? There was – think a moose lodge behind it so you know we'd go there and get dollar beers and stuff and hang out it was it was just a cool vibe and all these guys just it just literally looked like friends hanging out all day bullshitting with each other having a good time and i was like that's not a nine to five man what's up you know i want to be a part of this exactly it just seemed chill i had never cut hair before i didn't i didn't know what i was doing but i talked to dylan he gave me some real basic information and just told me like Go to barber school, figure out which one you want to go to, uh, go to orientation and all that stuff. If it's something you think you can get through, do it. But whatever you do, don't drop out because a lot of people do. Um, and yeah, the first day I got into barber school, I wanted to drop out. Yeah, it was, uh, my teacher was a cosmetologist. She had us doing like long haircuts on doll heads and whatever I did, I just couldn't get it right. Oh, man. But my old man let me borrow some money to get into barber school. I wasn't even... Uh, I didn't even have a place to stay at the time. I, like the first couple months of barbering at barber school, um, I was in and out of hotels, and then I would go to my uncle's cabin in Crestline. But school was out here; it was in Orange, so I couldn't stay in Crestline and commute. No, so I'd stay at like local, just beat up hotels, you know, for super cheap. And then finally, I found like a little duplex a couple months later in Corona. I. It was like six hundred bucks a month. I wish I could. You know what I mean? That's not a thing anymore. No, no. it's not. You can't live in a dumpster for six hundred a month. No, anymore. dude, it's not. You know, especially with kids and all sorts of stuff. That was like almost ten years ago. You know, it was a long time ago. So, yeah, um, yeah man, I got a place and just stuck with it. And then mm-hmm. I would go see Dylan once a month to get a haircut and just hang out, watch him, pick his brain. Because I didn't. Again, I didn't know what I was doing. He taught me. All sorts of stuff that I wasn't learning at school. They they taught me very important stuff like, you know, how to pass your test because that's the first step. Pass your state board. Yep. So that that was cool. But as far as cutting hair, everything was outside of outside of school. That's this. Yeah. Like such a similar experience to myself and mm-hmm. so many barbers I talked to. Like mm-hmm. I was a musician. I was on the road tour managing their band, the Dirty Heads. And then my band was on tour for a few years. And I'm realizing that the music thing isn't going to be where I end up, you know? So I'm like, I got to get something else. And kind of where I'm leading this to is I knew that I needed a skill. Because like you said, you're getting all tattooed up and you're mm-hmm. like, my options are getting less and there's nothing wrong with working at Whole But you're like, I'm working at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's yeah. or, or I'm construction, like, you yeah, know, at a certain point. And I was just like, I want a skill. And barbering is a skill. So uh, a, a quick thing to anyone who's listening that feels lost or maybe you, college isn't for you, but you don't know what you're going to do and you don't want to work at a store or like some random nine to five, get a skill. Barbering massage, you know, like anything, um, mechanic, electrician, go to a skill-based college. 
Barber school took me 10 months. Is that mm-hmm. how long it took you? It was roughly, yeah, it's 1,500 1500 hours. hours. Right. And you can find cheap schools in your area. And it was a way out for me. It sounds like a way out for you. Like I mm-hmm. knew that what was left for me was just working for someone else for the rest of my life or, unless I can get a skill. And so barbering was the same skill I chose for the same reason as you. I went to a friend's barbershop, happened to be American Vintage, watched him cut hair for two days, saw that it was really just shit talking and having mm-hmm. fun and making money. A lot like being on the road with bands. It sounds very, very uh, similar. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting in a bus talking shit. Makes and then, the day go by faster. And then you work at the end of the night. You get on stage and play. I mean, it's the greatest thing ever. Barbering's not far off, you know, and... And I, I'm proud to say I'm a barber. Mm-hmm. I think every, you are. and Absolutely. Anyone who gets a skill, if you're, you know, like I said, masseuse, chef, anything, you're proud to go, yeah, I'm a massage therapist. I'm a chef. I'm, you know, just get yep. a skill. And then, you, and then you're free from the nine to five. Mm-hmm. Once you have a skill, you can choose when and where you want to work. Yeah, um, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working a desk job or, no way. or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just... It's just it just wasn't right for me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't right for me either. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, you know, take and like you said, you know, find a skill, but like think about like what would I actually really enjoy doing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like what what would I, what would I actually take pride in? You know, mm-hmm. and and then that's the road you got to go down because that's really what you're going to put everything into. If you're going to a job every day just for a paycheck, hey, that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Totally. But you're you're not going to put much pride into that or whatever. It's just going to be you know going through the motions. So if you can find a field of something that you're like passionate about and something you could really just like enjoy doing, oh man, there is yeah. just nothing. You better. got it made. There's nothing yep. better. Mm-hmm. There's they say the like dream. oh you don't work a, then you won't work a day in your life. They say mm-hmm. totally. There's always yeah. the dream of being a like a musician or yeah. a professional athlete and you know that is obviously the best thing ever but there's there's like other ways to almost live that same type of totally. prideful life. We're not going to be rich as barbers. You know you don't become a barber to go I'm going to be a millionaire barber. You just go I want something that I'm proud of mm-hmm. that I can put pride into and that's what I get out of barbering every day. Absolutely. Yeah, if you want if you want to take it to that next level, you literally have to take it to the next level. With either opening up a bunch of businesses or starting a starting something, company, yeah, some, which you something can. else, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those options are there, but it's it just happens, cool for sure. So yeah, you know, just find something you love, take mm-hmm. pride in it. For instance, I I bet you take pride in your haircut, and when you're done giving a haircut, and you look at it, and the guy's happy. What's it do, Jake? I'm gonna guess that it makes, makes you, you feel, feel good. good. Yeah. Surf sound. <laughs> surf sound. <laughs> so on this pod. <laughs> Mega surf sound. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. On the subject of feeling good, we have some sponsors. And these are things that make us feel good. And we always start out with something that makes us feel very good. Whiskey. <laughs> Proper 12 whiskey at that. It is so good. I swear. Uh, we've been <laughs> drinking it pretty much every single day now for the last month and a half. Yeah. And it... It's better every time. Get yourself though. a bottle of proper Not 12. You, you're driving. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, get a bottle of proper 12. Get some friends. Get some shot glasses. Take a shot and take a picture. And then you tag us and proper 12 in it. And I'm going to send you something. And it's going to be a surprise. And you might like it or you might Someone not. Someone online did it. Did you see? I did. You did. Yes. So two people. We've already had two people do it. We are blowing up over here. Duddy requested a small shot because he hasn't slept in two days. <laughs> stuck in an airport having oh, a nightmare like, session. Like an 18-hour travel day to make it here. But we did not want to miss this. So we're here. Cheers. Thanks. With Cheers. your water. Yeah. There Cheers, we go, bro. Ron. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, yeah.
And also, we have Sticky Vapes. Another project, project, product that I love and I use daily. And we even made our own with the Dirty Heads and Sticky Vape. These are great. I have one in my pocket at all times because you know what? You can't be rolling around with just a fucking big old bong in your pocket, but you can roll around with one of these. And it is delicious and it makes you feel good. Great company, great people. Stick E-Vape. Check it out. And also, Koi CBD. This is a product I love. Do you mess with CBD at all? Uh, just a little bit like the cigarettes I was telling you oh, about, yeah, the yeah. half and halfers, stuff like that, but I definitely need to get some more CBD Yeah, I'll send you home man. with some stuff. But I appreciate it, This brother. is great. This dropper, uh, I love these drops. I take it every morning. It, you know, can help you with pain and inflammation, uh, and it really just kind of relaxes me a little bit without making me tired, but just kind of gives me like a nice calm feeling. Koi CBD. Uh, go to KoiCBD.com and you put in code DuddyB at checkout and you're going to get 20% off. Nice. Yeah, it is nice. Try <laughs> some of this. You won't get high. That's yeah, another yeah, thing. For sure. Uh, go ahead and take a dropper if you want. Um, you're not going to get high from this thing. Uh, I think that's a misconception people have when, of CBD. If they haven't tried it, they think, oh, it's, it's pot. I'm going to get high. No, you're not. But you are going to feel a lot better. Koi CBD, check it out. And it doesn't taste bad either. Oh, it tastes good. Good. Um, on it. And that's with two N's, O-N-N-I-T. This is a great product. This melatonin, uh, we, we we don't get off stage every night till like, you know, 11, midnight. And a lot of times we have a show the next day and it's hard to get to sleep. And I do a couple sprays of this uh, instant melatonin and you sleep like a baby. It is great. <laughs> and they also had, where's this somewhere over here? Oh, it's over there. Uh, this powder. Oh, we'll do that next. Okay. This powder is great. It's this alpha brain. It's great for mo uh, memory and focus. You just dump it into some water and it tastes delicious like peach and it's great. I use it every morning when I also take my total human on it pills. So O-N-N-I-T dot com. Go check it out on it. Great product. You're only part human until you start taking those pills. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What else, Jake? What are you holding? Didn't you want to say something about these or did you already? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Tradecraft. Blunts. It's another product uh, with a sister company to Sticky Vape, and I'm actually going to light one of these up right now. These like little tins, and they come with these all-natural hemp paper wraps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm like, I'm trying to light it with Look the Koi Daddy CBD. flying through these. Whew. Keep it going, dude. Well, I think we're done. Why don't you do we that? We got a new one? one on the table, though. Uppercut Deluxe. Check that out. This is pomade. That's right. We're barbers. We have a barber on the show, Ron Talley, who's also. What would you call it? An ambassador uh -huh. for Uppercut yeah, Deluxe. Yeah, uh, Uppercut ambassador. Say mm -hmm. something about Uppercut. Tell, right. tell the people why it's so dope. Um, Yeah, I mean, as far, I'm going to show you the three different kinds. As far as pomade goes, it's I don't use anything else. It's it's my favorite product as far as like the quality, the hold, the smell, everything. It's, it's all really good stuff. The Red Can is the Deluxe. It was formulated by two barbers in Australia. Um. One, as soon as it be became like a business, he just kind of got out. He's all, buy me out. I'm done. I'm going to open up a barbershop slash cafe in the part of Australia has like the best surf. So is he that just, Sip Sops? No, it's not Sip Sops. I can't. I keep asking which one it is. Which barbershop? Yeah, There's but, a shop in but Australia. But Sip Sops, yeah. That, Sip Sops. Yeah, I, I think it looks so dope. Bad. Yeah, it looks dope. But yeah, he got out and, you know, and then Steve and his, and his wife, Kira, just started going with it and it just blew up into the company that it is now. It's... It's been a little over 10 years that they've been going at it, man. I mean, it, it got introduced to the States, I think, 2012 or so. 
But um, yeah, man, it's it's a good company. They they support me. They support all the ambassadors. Um, there's a lot of people that say, you know, like we're family. It actually feels that way with these guys. And whenever I have anything personal going on, you know, my, my kid went through surgery. They were there. One of my guys went down on his motorcycle yeah. and broke both of his ankles. They were there. They're like, yeah, one of the barbers at, yeah. at your shop. Yeah, Uppercut, it, it, it's killer. They are an Australian company. Mm-hmm. They came over here, and they have ambassadors that are barbers like you. But you're also, it's a lifestyle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as as barbering has become, Uppercut is a lifestyle thing. They have, like, surfers, you know, that they, that mm-hmm. they endorse. They have barbers that they endorse. And they kind of have that, like, retro throwback feel of, like, we're riding motorcycles through the country or we're surfing single fins and, and retro-shaped boards. And that's why I gravitated towards Uppercut, not to mention it is almost everyone's favorite pomade. It's I mean, amazing. Everyone man. agrees uppercut is the is insane. It smells great and it just it's a company everyone's into from the marketing all the way to the product and how Absolutely. it works. Absolutely. And that's kind of I'm glad we're talking about it because mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to lead us right into our next um you know section which is a uh, you are an ambassador for Uppercut mm-hmm. Deluxe, and you actually got to go travel for them, right? You mm-hmm. got to go down to Chile. Yeah, I've been to uh, Santiago, some pictures Chile. Of that. We're going to yeah. pop up on the YouTube, so go check it. But so yep. tell us about Chile. What's up with that? What 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 went down? That was amazing. Um, yeah, part of being an ambassador, they'll send you out to do classes or just talk about the company. I've I've been to Connecticut. I've been to New York. I've been to Canada a couple of times, um, and then yeah, Santiago, Chile. That was. That was insane. Yeah, I went <laughs> when um when my rep hit me with that one. He's all, "You ready to go to South America or what?" I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, <laughs> like you're all, I'm just I'm cutting hair. Exactly, like, it's dude. So insane. Like you just got into this to cut hair, and now you're in Chile mm-hmm. representing an amazing. Co- so yeah. And what so. was that exactly that you're doing there? Is it like a convention of some sort? No, or? It, was, it was a class, dude. So like oh. I was down there for four days, right? So two days as just you know tourist. The, we have a, a distributor down there. His name's Felipe. He's a really good dude. But, um, yeah, two days we were cruising around, you know, different cities and stuff, beach towns and everything. He's shown us everything. You know, it's surrounded by the Andes Mountains. Uh, There's all sorts of stuff that I had no idea. I was just an ignorant American, man. I knew nothing about Chile. Uh, I didn't even, you know, I didn't know they spoke Spanish. I didn't, I didn't know yeah. what was going on down there <laughs> until I got there, you know. And, um, yeah, we would – Two days, we cruised around, and then the next two days, we literally went just to barbershops all day long until about 10 o'clock at night. Then we did the classes. They do everything kind of late, it seems like. They party pretty hard. Wow. 10 yeah. o'clock at night, the class would start. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you would so go to the lit. shops and just visit? Yeah. Yeah. You're just visiting shops all day. Yeah, so we were cruising around. They were, you know, it was They were bringing these two Americans around and talking about product and stuff like that. and seeing all the shops and to be honest a lot of the shops that i went to were a lot nicer than the shops that i've been to in the states it was wow. pretty yeah, the pictures we're seeing i mean everything looks extremely clean and stylish that one shop bef- with the picture before this had like mm-hmm. bricks and yeah this one in particular is actually in claremont that's dylan's shop oh t- <laughs> that black and white that black oh, and white buddy. photo with the brick wall and stuff that uh-huh. is that's chopping rock yeah that's chopping rock in santiago yeah, wow. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's dope. only a small chunk of the shop, but that mm-hmm. looks really cool. Oh, dude, it's super cool. It's up on the second floor. They had, uh, that was the other shop. That's Blackbird. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's pretty insane. Like, they had 
They had everything that you needed, you know, everything to disinfect. They were all really clean. Everything, yeah, it was dope. I was blown away. And then everybody were just super nice, man. Every shop that we went to was sponsored by an alcohol company. So it was, you know, kind of like what you got going on here with the whiskey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Chopping Rock was sponsored by Jameson. Oh, nice. So it was like they had an endless supply of fucking Jameson. So we took shots there. That's and then the smart. next one was sponsored by Jaeger. Um, yeah, but that's the, something we should potentially get. There's so many barbershops. It's in America, hard though, though man. Tough. Like we were we were sponsored by Paps for about like six months, and then it just kind of fell off. Was it, did that mean like you just got a discount on? No, they just they sent us just, free product. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we would get like six or seven cases of beer at a time. It yeah, was dope. Pretty much most of the barbershops, you know, give out beer. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, but oh, wow, what a nice thing! It helps. Yeah, you guys, you guys have like a little bar. Mm -hmm. We do at our barbershop. Um, there's like a, there's like almost a kegerator and stuff, but we do not fill the kegerator. Yeah, we yeah. just have tecate on yeah. demand. You yeah, know? it gets beer. expensive, hey. bro. <laughs> it gets expensive. That's another part about it. You know, yeah, but, when we did full kegs, it was like maybe a week, week and a half. It was out. I'm like, this is yep. ridiculous. You got to get it cleaned and the uh -huh. whole deal. Another thing is, uh, who wants to hold an open ass cup? Get the yeah. haircut. Right. Hair. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you got to cover the the can as it is. But so it, uh, I know with like bartenders and stuff, they have just like their pet peeves with customers. Without like shitting on any of your guys' customers, is there just something that you're just like? Don't do this if you go into a barbershop. Don't oh, there's, do this. There's guy. plenty. Yeah, there's there's a whole list. It goes <laughs> a on. A myriad yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. Here's one of my favorite ones. Someone rolls up to the barber chair and they're like coughing in their hand and stuff. They're like, "Yo, what's up, nah? And they're like, "Um, they're like, eh, man, dude, I'm just super sick right now, dude." And then mm -hmm. like give you a high and sit in the chair. Like, and you're like, thanks. Thanks for bringing it on in. They're all, yeah, <laughs> dude. Thanks for rolling in the shop, sick as hell, high fiving everyone, and then and then announcing that you're sick as shit. <laughs> Or bringing their kid to, that's been sick. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he didn't go to school today. He's about to die, but he's sitting in your chair now. We're good, right? Yeah, so yeah. I figured I'd put him a haircut <laughs> while he's, you know, throwing up projectile style. Mm -hmm. No, that's insane. But that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's, I mean, I, we do appointments at our shop now, and that's another thing that's changed about barber culture. You know, mm -hmm. back in the day, it was just, hey, Walk three, on in. 300 people come in and just sit with a line around the block, yeah. and we'll get mm -hmm. to you in four hours. It's, it's appointment-based now, and you get a lot of... Super late or mm -hmm. no showies. Oh, yeah. no, fun. That's, that's fun. Yeah, the no call, no shows. Yeah, that, that hurts for sure. Because if you're not cutting hair, you're not making money. You're just standing you know there. I mean? Yeah. And it's especially like on the weekends, man, when we have to like turn people away. Like, hey, sorry, man, we're completely booked. Like, I'll do whatever I can. Like, you know, put them on the waiting list or, mm -hmm. you know, call the next ones to see if they're going to make it in or whatever I possibly can. So then I do all that, right? Still can't get him in. And then the next fucking guy doesn't show. Oh, it sucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no show and it's a no waste call, of time. No show in your barbers out there. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you don't know how bad it hurts. Because Just send him a text message. A little or text message. And that's the thing too. Like honesty is the, the, the key. And just like, we're never going to hate on you if you call and go, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I effed up, dude. I'm not going to be able to make it this time. I'm so sorry. And then you go, all right, no big deal. But it's a no call, no show. It stings. It stings. It's a hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty brutal. If I get like two in a row from the same number, I oh, will yeah. give a call and I'll be like, I'm going to need you to hook me up before we can book another one. You know, mm -hmm. but with respect, I always do it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, shit happens. Dude. Yeah. It is but, what yeah. it is. But just respect your barbers out there, guys. Respect if we're not cutting, we're not making money. Exactly. And we don't have, you know, most of us, some some shops provide you know stuff like benefits and everything, but yeah, we don't 
We don't have any benefits or anything. No, we are 1099 workers. And yeah. look, we chose this life. So yeah, we're absolutely. not bitching and complaining. We love what we do. But yeah, you know, we there's no one to save us if no one shows up. It's mm-hmm. just we're going home broke that day. Yeah. Well, just <laughs> yeah. like how we were talking earlier, you know, you're you're going on tour with your brother and stuff. You still got to pay your booth rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, That's another thing that people just don't understand. Yeah, I'm going on tour to be there. all summer with Duddy because we're going to be doing these podcasts all across the nation. So I'm going on tour with the Dirty Heads. And Ew. by the way, I will <laughs> be bringing, um, I am going to be cutting hair and I am going to be bringing a bunch of uppercut you know, stuff with me. So I'll be hooking people up with that. But yeah, I got to pay my chair rent even though I'm gone because that's just respect to the owner of my shop. If they're going to save my chair for me. I owe them that much. I mean, that's the life I chose. And that's the life shout of out the to Annie. Yeah, shout out to Annie Gomez. <laughs> and shout out to American Vintage Barbershop, Absolutely. Whittier and Long Beach, man. It's been my home. I've cut th- my I've cut hair there the entire time I've been a barber, and it's it's everything to me. That's the only spot I I love that spot. I love every barber there. I you laugh know every what day. We should do. What should we do? We should run a couple contests where some fans could come and get a haircut from you on the road. Oh, dude! This summer, oh, absolutely. We'll Let's have a couple winners, and then they just come out. They get to come out to the show a little early, and you give them a fucking haircut. Done deal. <laughs> we it. will put it together a contest. Yes, that's a thing. Let's put that out there. Let's do that. I, I'm gonna have all my stuff. Where are you gonna be cutting hair, Jake? Where, like during the summer? Yeah. Where? Just wherever. At the venues. Just wherever. It's going to have to be at the venues. Yeah. That's, so I'll you have, have to, like a designated spot or anything? Or? No, I mean, it'll. I don't even have a barber chair. So oh, it'll be, shit. No, dude, it'll just, I'll have to bring a stool that makes sense, which I actually have one at my house that's like the right height. I'll okay. just bring that. And then I guess, I don't know. I mean, shit, I'll set it up outside. If there's a beautiful setting and no wind, mm-hmm. I'll set it up backstage. We'll work it out, but I will give. We will make it happen. And I'll hook up um, a, a can of uh, uppercut pomade, too, to Sick. whoever wins the contest. I'll give you a haircut, style your hair, and you get some pomade. Noise. Boom. Don't ask for designs. I'm not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that being said, this summer, also, you'll be able to go to the Cutlass brand booth that will be at every single show. And you can say what up to Jake, because he'll probably be there hanging out. Yeah, I'll be hanging out at the merch booth a lot, just talking to people, saying hello. Dude, maybe we just give you give the haircuts from the b- booth during the show. Dude, we will figure out it's the logistics happen. of it all. But before <laughs> all that, let's let's plug anything you want to plug. Obviously, we we have Ron Tally in the house, and that's just at Ron Tally. Yeah, it's Ron underscore Tally. Ron yeah. underscore Tally. Mm-hmm. T-A-L-L-E-Y. Yes. Ron. Obviously, you guys know how to spell Ron. I hope and then so. his barbershop, Uppercut, or I'm sorry, Electric Barbershop. That's just at Electric Barbershop, mm-hmm. right? All one word, no underscores yep. there. That's it. Um, you have electricbarbershop.com if you mm-hmm. if you guys are in the, I would say what? You say Riverside, like Inland Empire yeah. area? If you want to make an appointment or anything, you can always book online or call the barbershop. That's right. Mm-hmm. Do that. And um you know, Uppercut Deluxe. That's just UppercutDeluxe.com. You can see him there, too. They've got, like, a page for him. Mm-hmm. Learn more about Ron. Learn more about the brand. Anything else you want to plug while we got here? Yeah, on Uppercut's website, too. I mean, they got cutting videos and stuff just for barbers, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. anybody that's struggling on anything, like, there's more than just me, obviously. Like, Shane Nesbitt, you know, Mike Conti, uh John Roth. There's a, there's a bunch of barber ambassadors and lifestyle ambassadors, but we all have cutting videos on there too. So like if it's anything, skin fades, shaved in part. I know Shane has some coarse cut uh, videos with like African American hair. I struggle with that, so I watch those. You know, like there's there's good education on their website as well. So it's cool, man. It's really cool what they do for us. 
I'm so stoked to have mm-hmm. you on here as a barber. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to get someone from my industry, and you know, they were the Absolutely. first person I thought of. Obviously, the only person I thought of. I'm Thanks, so stoked man. you came down. I appreciate you know? that, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. like I said before. It's um, it's definitely something that I never thought would have. I didn't think I'd be here. Didn't yep. think I'd be in Chile or <laughs> you know. Uh, last year I went to Canada and went to um. Uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank here. Niagara Falls. There we go. Yeah, I got to check out Niagara Falls on somebody else's dime. Shout out to John Roth. <laughs> <laughs> just for being a barber. Yeah, just and, for cutting hair, man. And it's, for taking pride insane. in what you do. I mean, you Absolutely. wouldn't be here on Absolutely. our show. You wouldn't be who you are. You oh, wouldn't it took be a any of this Yeah, it took a long care. time, for sure. Yeah, if you didn't work sure. hard. So, you know. So, yeah, find something, you know, that you can be passionate about and that you, uh, you know, take some pride in. And, and, and if you could find something like that that you can make a living off of. You'll never work a day in your life. That's right. As little or as big, too. It's not all about making a million dollars. It's just about doing something you dig and taking Mm -hmm. pride in it. And and your life will be great if you have just that. Yeah. To me, it's, you know, it beats punching a time clock. That's just me, man. I walk, you know, I cruise, I make my own schedule. You can work as hard as you want. Yeah. And you know it's 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 definitely a, a small business too. So yeah, I definitely have to put a little more into yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but to me, yeah, it's totally it's worth it. Hey, mm-hmm. I lived in that barber shop for a solid month and a half. You know, it's it's home. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, thanks for coming. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, Thank man. you so much Thank to so Ron Tally. Yeah. Everybody, make sure if oh. you're listening, make sure you watch Did you this have on a YouTube. Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp. Sh- Oh yeah, there, what? there is the Bandcamp segment. Do you have one? I felt like Chili might have been your Bandcamp, but what a story! Yeah, yeah, just a particular story. Anything funny or weird? Mm. We went to a strip club one night. Okay, hold on one sec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this one time at Bandcamp. That's perfect. We went to the strip club one night. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was you know, like I said, we were uh, we were literally drinking smoking all day long like everywhere we went even before those classes and stuff i've yeah it was it was ridiculous so anyways we end up at a strip club with one of a local this guy named nico shout out to nico you're tight um (laughs) yeah he it was weird in the very beginning because he's telling us all these stories he said that he you know he had lived in the states but got caught trying to smuggle something in stuff like that. Went back down to Chile, had a kid end up staying and stuff. And then he tells us, Oh yeah, I know the strip club. We get there. It's like, come on in. And sure enough, like the owner's son comes up, he's all welcome to Chile. And like, we go in, I'm just like, all right, this is cool. Nice. It was a Monday night. So like, you know, we had the, we had the B squad going, you know, and stuff. And, and, uh, it was me, my uppercut rep, and then a few barbers, I think like a total of nine or 10 of us. But we sit down and no one's no one's spending money, right? Chicks are getting up on stage, but nobody's spending money. And I'm just like, by this time, I'm just getting in my own head, obviously, yeah, yeah. right? I'm like sketched out. I'm like, oh, man, I've seen too many TV shows about mm-hmm. shit like this. <laughs> another country. <laughs> exactly, dude. They're like, um. And then they're going back and forth. They're talking, they're talking, and they're talking. And I'm just like, this is weird. I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm straight. Like, you guys can... You can keep everything to yourself. I'm I'm good. I'm just kind of analyzing, seeing what's going down. And then it ended up being nothing. They ended up bringing out alcohol and stuff afterwards, and everything was cool. But that first 30 minutes when I was in my head, I was just like, this is all bad. Yeah. This is going south. Yeah. I'm We're like, never making it out of yeah, here. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it. I've seen, what's but, that movie? Where they fucking, not Turista. What's that movie where they go to Europe and they just get tortured and killed? Oh, like, uh, oh, uh, Hostel? Hostel. Hostel. Yeah, dude, man. Which I saw right before I went to Europe for my oh, one, yeah. nice. one of the creepy in my life. 
Yeah, you got hostile running through the brain. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it wasn't anything crazy. Nothing crazy happened. But I got in my head and it freaked me the fuck out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that that's yeah. all it was. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah, luckily I haven't had anything too gnarly go down. Yeah. More importantly, were the girls hot? Yes. Okay. The, gir- the girls at the strip club, like I said, it was the B squad. Yeah, okay, but, yeah um, that's true. Yeah, there's... There's beautiful women in, in, in Chile, oh, for sure, for sure. Even the B's or A's yeah, in you know? Chile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everybody everybody in Chile were super dope people. The food was amazing. Nice. The people were amazing. Yeah, I, the fact that I got to go and get paid for it was amazing. You know, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's something I never thought I was going to do. I'd wake up every morning, you know, one morning I was walking along the beach smoking a joint with my buddy, and I was just like... We're in fucking Chile right now, dog. Like, it's insane. <laughs> That's Holy pretty shit. cool. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. From cutting hair. I'm glad that From you brought hair. Up. Yeah. I'm glad we brought up the band camp. Yeah. You actually had one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's send it out, Teddy, for good. Let's do it. All right. So, thank you once again for stopping by. And, uh, yeah, find something you love and you want to take pride in. It's going to make you feel good. Or take pride in whatever you're doing now, and you'll start to love that more. Yeah. That's also a thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, come say what's up this summer on tour with uh, the Dirty Heads and 311. Yeah. Cutler's Brand will be there. Gossip Booth. Jake will be at the booth. Cutting hair. Cutting hair. Cutting hair. Come say hi. Selling merch. Feeling good. (laughs) Waving hello back to those who wave hi to me. Taking pride in waving. That's just reciprocation there. Yeah. Yep. It's just common decency. Yeah. (laughs) This summer. Anything else? And every summer. And each and every summer after yeah. that. Feeling good about it. I feel good. <laughs> Taking pride and feeling good. I feel the opposite of bad about this whole <laughs> shit. I'm starting to feel bad about yeah. this. Toy CBD. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> I feel better again. Oh, I was going down a dark road. Oh. I'm starting to feel bad again. What else can bring me back up? Try to feel good. Take pride and feel good. Good suggestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do feel good. Surf sound. <laughs> <laughs>